again. It is Adam, and we had the incredible opportunity to speak with Ian Axel and Chad King of A Great Big World over Zoom video. You'll definitely recognize A Great Big World from their massive, massive song called Say Something, as well as the song that really got them on the map called This Is The New Year. Both Ian and Chad talk about where they grew up and how they got into music. They talk about how they both met going to NYU. How when they met, Chad initially wanted to just manage Ian, and Ian had never sang before. Right away, he just, they just vibed together, and he got him a voice lesson, and that's when Ian really began to sing, which is absolutely nuts that he never sang up until going to college at NYU. They tell us about the success of their song, This Is The New Year, how it was used and synced in a bunch of shows, the intro to an MTV show. Their huge follow-up hit, Say Something. They also tell us about the takeaways from their second record, When the Morning Comes, and all about this brand new album, Particles. You can watch our interview with Ian and Chad on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with a great big world. This podcast is about your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. We'll talk about the new record. I had a chance to listen to it this morning. It is awesome. I really, really like it. Thank you. Yes. So I'd love to hear about, were you both born and raised around New York? Because I know you went to school in New York, correct? Yeah, I, I grew up in Jersey. Chad grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at NYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both studying music business. We met in a music publishing class, and I was looking for someone to collaborate with. I wasn't singing. I wanted to write a musical. I was like in a band, you know, while I did while I was in school. But then I met Ian, and it was just like, oh, we should do something. We should- yeah, it just felt like I knew him forever. Like he's my brother, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's just a immediate soul connection and he pushed me to sing and managed me and wrote songs with me. Wow. And, um, that's kind of how it started. I was just like a solo artist and mm-hmm. Chad sang on some of the songs, but he was like my manager. He carried around like, um, like, a, like a portfolio, a briefcase. That's awesome. Well, okay. Can we go back a little bit then? Uh, so, Chad, you're born and raised in Florida, you said. Yeah. Talk to me about that a little bit. What part of Florida? Yeah. I was born. I was born uh, in a place called Port Charlotte, which is like the southwest side of Florida. And like, uh, yeah, it was it, it was a pretty small. I mean, I don't know what small is to to you guys, but it was it was pretty small, um, uh, small town, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was good. It was good. And then I, I went from Port Charlotte. Had, uh, Sorry, are you asking me about my emotional? Sure. Let's hear it all. Because <laughs> like, like, I had some emotional traumatic experiences like in that uh, spot. Oh. Um, convinced my family to move to Orlando um, two hours away. And we moved there. Um, and then uh, that still wasn't enough for me. So I was like, I need to go even further so i needed to go to new york and then i applied to nyu and oh my gosh i'm sorry that happened i mean that sounds awful oh Um, well it's it's all good i mean everyone's got something sure um well how did you get into music was that kind of an outlet for you 
Oh yeah, that was that was like I would say at like five years old. My mom put me in dance school, and like, um, so I was like dancing and singing and uh, kind of in that world for a while. And then and then I even did the child acting thing. Okay. We would go to like uni- not Universal, um, Orlando for for auditions like once a week. Um, we would drive there and as a child actor, yeah, or child. I, he was on. Performer. He was on an episode of Keenan and Kel. Oh, really? I loved that show growing up. <laughs> yeah, I, was movie, I was in the movie Monster with Charlize Theron. Or like for a split second, like yeah. he, he's really. In a you went from Keenan and Kel to Monster yeah. about a serial killer. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Okay, so child actor, did you always sing? Yeah, I mean, I I started out dancing. Uh, okay. School, but that school had like they also had like a, a little wing where they would teach you how to sing and do that stuff too. So then I started singing, and like I started touring nursing homes in with like this little like dance group that we had, uh, and we toured nursing homes in like South Florida, and uh, yeah. And then you like try it out for like. Usually, like you used to like drive, like stay overnight, and like try out for like American Idol and stuff. Well, that was once, but yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah I tried out for American Idol in Orlando. I didn't get in, so I was like, I'm gonna do it again. So then uh, I took the Greyhound by myself um, uh, to New Orleans and auditioned there. Um, slept over in the arena. Um, oh my gosh! I still didn't make it. <laughs> But yeah. You showed them. Obviously, it didn't matter. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then you went to NYU. Yeah. What about you, Ian? You were born and raised in, in New Jersey, you said. How did you get to music? Just playing piano since I was like as young as I can remember. And uh, I, you know, took lessons, classically trained, did the whole competition thing, okay. classical piano. And like, I thought I would. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't think it was for some reason I was like scared to like pursue a career in music for some reason. And like I had friends that were like doing business degrees. So I was like, I'm going to go to BU. So I went to BU my freshman year and I, I, got, I went to the school of management there and I hated it. And I would like sneak into like the, the, the fine arts program there I had all these practice rooms, but you had to like, have special access and I didn't have it. So I would like wait for someone to open the door and I got the exit and like, I would sneak in and like, <laughs> and, like just play the pianos. And then I, I kind of was like, I got to get out of this school. And I almost ended up doing classical piano up there. Mm-hmm. And then I freaked out and I was like, I can't practice for eight hours a day. I found out about the music business program at NYU. And I was like, you know what business music. I didn't even know there was a music business. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I didn't know what that meant, but I applied and how'd you find out? Um, I, I don't know. Thank God you did. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, well, classically trained piano, were you just intrigued by it as a kid or did your parents want you to play piano? My parents never pushed me. Um, it's like, I don't know if you believe in past lives or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I believe in it, but sure. it was, there was something really like, I just knew, I just understood the piano. Like I, it was, I was always comfortable. I, I, it, it was like, it was like my voice when I was like hardly talking, you know, like mm-hmm. I, 
I don't know what it was that, but it's a part of me and um, it always has been. Were you writing songs or you talked about being in competitions, but were no, you I was writing? I was writing? writing. Okay. Um, I was writing these like, these like weird, like these like dark, like Eastern European sounding themes. I don't even know why. I don't even know where that came from. Um, <laughs> But I was writing and then, um, you know, I was writing all these ideas. I was afraid to sing because I was so insecure and I was so scared to hear the sound of my own voice. Wow. So I, I, when I met him, I was humming and I was playing all these songs and I was like humming them. And he's like, dude, why aren't you singing? You got to be singing. I'm going to, I'm going to manage you. I have this management company. Here's my beret and portfolio. <laughs> and, then he, and then he got me a, uh, a voice lesson and I'm like, and like talk about like soul connection. Like I just met him and like he's getting me like a voice lesson with one of the top coaches in like New York, you know? And it's like, okay. So I so I, I took this voice lesson and at the end of it, the the vocal coach was like, You're a singer. You're a singer. And she just kept saying, You're a singer to me over and over again. I just always remember it. It was um really moving and I felt like part of me really woke up and um like I feel like I felt like I was hiding until that moment. I can't believe that you never sang until you're in college. Like blows my mind. <laughs> I sang when I was like a tiny kid. I sang at my bar mitzvah, you know? Yeah. Not a thing. Uh, but that was, that was terrifying. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know. I just, I guess through this whole process, him and I have like learned to like really lean into um, our insecurities in a way. And like, um, not you know not not be scared to be vulnerable i was just um, gonna say that it must have like you had just met and you're willing to be vulnerable enough to say okay yeah i should take this voice lesson i should sing like that to me that's that's yeah. pretty wild it's interesting that how open you were well i i was really open to meeting some i was ready i, I feel like my soul was ready like i i was really lonely in the city i transferred into the school i didn't have any any friends at the school and I didn't have anyone to make music with. And I, I was just, I was ready. And like, I was all into like coincidence, coincidences and synchronicities. And like, mm -hmm. I was like, I was convinced the universe had thrown us together. I'm still convinced, <laughs> but I would say, yeah, at, at, at that moment, it was just, it was just the right moment um, for me. Wow. And Chad, you, so you somewhat discovered, discovered Ian in the sense of like, you, you're like, I got my, my beret and my briefcase. I'm ready to manage you. Like you were, you said you were in a band though. What, yeah, I was in a band. Um, and, uh, but, but we had one gig and it was like, it was really good. <clears throat> it was a good gig, but, but, uh, I was there. Okay. It, it felt like, it felt like when I met Ian, all of a sudden, like things, Things like, I, my, not that my life didn't have purpose before then, but all of a sudden it was like, whoa, this is the thing. This, this is it. Like, I just knew it was just, it was a, it was a thing you just felt. You could feel like this connection, this, whatever this was, was where I needed to shift my focus. Yeah. And then I remember after the first year we met each other, we, we both got like a, we had like that summer internship, wasn't it? It was a summer internship at the college. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he had, he still had NYU housing and I was living at my parents in, in, in Jersey. And I, I would take the bus in and just like sleep on the floor in his like in his dorm. And we would go to our internship at this publishing company and we would have to listen to all of these songs. And this is like when the internet was like still new. Mm -hmm. So we were like, cause we're old. So we were like, 
Padlocking. <laughs> hey, we're the same age. I saw that you graduated in 2003. <laughs> uh, we uh, we had to like catalog songs like onto their internet database, and we had to listen to all this stuff and all day. And like we were we were so inspired. We're like, we can do this. We, we can do we this. Can do why this so much better? Why, why aren't that, like, why these, these? Some of the songs were. Not, I don't know, we, we were just fired up. We're like, why? Yeah. Why aren't we signed to a publishing company? Why are we? Yeah. Why are we here? Catalog? Like, why are we doing this? Like, we we got to do this. We have to convince these people to listen to our music. Like, literally, like we were trying to like get them to sign us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we would write songs like late at night. Um, after like we get home from from work, and um, and that's kind of how it started for us. Wow. And then you, you were playing what, like as a solo artist and Chad was managing you like, and then how does the, the band come together and you guys are like, you know, why don't we just do this as, as a duo? Yeah. My first, my first gig, we started with open mics. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the sidewalk cafe. I did an open mic there in, in New York. And then you like got me a gig at the bitter end, I think. And it just started with like friends and family. Like, okay. Like my parents have never heard me sing. Okay. Okay, they just heard me sing. Check. Like my friends haven't heard me sing. Like it just started like really, really small, um, and I guess over time it just built. And um, I don't know. We we were just like okay, so we got to record something, and then we recorded something, and then we got to record more. So we recorded an EP, and then eventually that became an album, and eventually like you did your own like yeah, syncs were really like TV syncs were mm-hmm. like were like you know like really huge and like like all the reality shows on like mtv and and so we would just like we would we would like submit like crazy to all music supervisors, music supervisors and like and like do it for like for like just let them use our music we, for, we would also like I, I don't know if this is a bribe but we would sort of bribe them and be like what remember we would send a whole box <laughs> of peanut butter Oh yeah. We, we would, okay, so Ian was very much into peanut butter and jelly because he just discovered it for the first time, like right after college. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, I remember we'd one send people lunch, uh, like brown paper bags with like like lunch. It was just we just did like that's brilliant. For yeah, people to remember wanted, us. Yeah, we wanted right. to like, listen, you know, and uh, and then one we we wrote um, we went to an epic New Year's party one year. Um, and like uh, we we wrote this is the a song called this is the new year mm-hmm. um, about a week after that and like um, that and then I started singing on that song and that was sort of the start of it it was like and then we were like whoa our voices together sounded yeah we had never really sang together oh that was the first time you guys had sang together yeah wow so, so we 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 started performing this song and it was it was Ian Axel feat- featuring Chad um and like he would come up and sing this one song and like that song became the the highlight of the of every the hit. show yeah. <laughs> and people wanted more chad so we, we we kept writing for chad and you know long story short like i had my solo thing going on i was signed to like this this indie label and then the t- the timing was just like perfect the label folded and me and chad me and chad were like on our own we're like let's restart Let's join Forceless. Let's be a great big world. And we started the band on Kickstarter. I think we were called Ian and Chad then. Yeah, for 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 like a split second, we were Ian and Chad. We didn't have a band name yeah. yet. Okay. And when you, that's an amazing that you're able to get an EP out of a Kickstarter campaign. We did. Yeah. Um, we did. It was produced by, it was the beginning of our first record. We eventually turned into a record. It was produced by Dan Romer. Um, and oh, yeah. 
you know, and we all, we just, yeah. It and was, Dan Romer now is like on top of the world. I don't know if you know much about Dan, but Dan is uh-uh. like scoring Pixar movies. He just, he just scored uh, Luca and he's like, he's, wow. he's in LA doing the whole, whole film scoring thing, but he's, he's brilliant and yeah. we're just so happy for his uh, success. That's really cool. That is really cool. And with, obviously with the, with the song, it does amazing. You know, once you guys start singing together, you get the Kickstarter and it becomes what you said you're talking about writing for pitch, but it, it makes it as like what the theme song for MTV, like one of their reality shows. I so, mean, so all those, all that like gimmicky stuff we were doing before with Ian's music. Um, okay. It, uh, it connected us to these music supervisors that actually, once we had, this is the new year, they remembered us. And that's when that's that same music supervisor, one of the same music supervisors reached out about this in the new year on MTV. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I remember it. on MTV's I used to be fat. Uh huh. But it was from it was from the connection we made years ago. It was so cool. And then and then that song just had legs and, you know, eventually it was on Glee. And right, that which is huge. Like, yeah, that was really the beginning of like our music and like like on in like a totally Big, like a way bigger spotlight suddenly and it, mm-hmm. that was that was kind of when it changed for for us was that when you get involved with like epic records and like major labels are coming to you yeah that's that must have been exciting the epic and uh yeah it was that was very exciting it was so surreal you know it's crazy yeah you and you know, have you just have to like you don't know how the dots connect and we're like we're like really fortunate and you definitely need luck mm-hmm. but we just we were lucky um well <laughs> lucky and you have the the obviously the songs to back it up <clears throat> thanks yeah well i mean if you think of it like so you had the you know this is the new year and then you have this massive song are you worried like are we going to be able to follow this up and you obviously do a say something and that's like you couldn't go anywhere without hearing that song for a number of years i um it was an interesting moment um because um, you know, a lot of people like were hearing this is the new year, like from Glee and stuff. And then Epic was, uh, pushing it on the radio and it like, wasn't really working mm-hmm. at radio. And we didn't know what was next for us. And like, honestly, like the record wasn't out yet. We didn't know our future with the label and, um, out of nowhere. Um, so you think you can dance reached out to us about say something. Cause we had an earlier version of the songs. The song had come out years before when I was a solo artist still. Mm -hmm. And it found its way into like the dance community and all these uh, dance companies were were using it. Um, It was, you know, it it was just kind of out there doing its own thing. And Stacey Tukey at um, the choreographer on the show wanted to use it. And we had actually just re-recorded it for a great big world. And we're like, well, don't use that version. Use this new version. It's not out yet. Um, we got our label to throw it up on iTunes. And like the next day, like it was like reacting like crazy. Like no one saw this coming. Um, and then before you know it, someone played it for Christina. And then she reached out to us and um, about doing uh, a, a version together. So it, that's it crazy. Wow. And you've, yeah. And you've worked with her on a few songs, even on this new record. You have a song with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on 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 uh, we we just recently did "Fall on Me" with her mm-hmm. um, as well. So that's another song. But but that <clears throat> it was between "Fall on Me" and "Say Something." 
for our first record like we wanted to put one of those on this record we already had those written and we were just like there, there's something about these two they're like but, a, but they it, both can't exist on the record it's gotta we have to pick one they're like cousins yeah those songs. So we, <laughs> we picked say something and it's amazing that that it just happened that christina also resonated with paul on me yeah we we always wanted to do another i mean i obviously like we always I, i'll do I, i'll do a million collaborations with Christina, you know, like, <laughs> sure. but it was like always something that like the door was always open for another opportunity. And, um, we, we ended up, um, Andrea Bocelli ended up cutting fall on me mm -hmm. and, um, it, and had like some really great success with the song. And then we're like, we should do our own version. And then we're like, we should see if Christina wants to do do it with us. And so we sent it to her. Wow. And she obviously was on board and that's crazy. How cool. And the next record you guys did was uh, when the morning comes. Mm -hmm. And what, what would you say? Like the big takeaway, like highlights from that album were, <clears throat> I mean, for me, there's a song that I proposed to, uh, my wife with. Wow. Called one step ahead. So that was a really big, that's huge moment for me. And, still one of our favorite songs we've ever written we wrote it with uh josh keir who's this incredible songwriter in, in nashville really yeah and yeah. did you play it for her? that was how you proposed yeah well i we had it so we wrote it with josh um i made a demo and then um i got back to new york and i had i was in my pajamas and i had the i had the ring in my pocket and i was like lena can you just i want to play you this song and she's like, okay. And she was, I sat her down on my computer and I just blasted it. And I was like behind her, like, like shaking. And like, and, and, uh, she, she, after the song, she looked at me and she was, she was like, she was crying. Cause it was, it was like really, it's really, it's really about our relationship and mm -hmm. like really specifically. And, um, and then I got down on one knee. That is so cool. Yeah. What a great moment. Wow. <laughs> what would you say, Chad? What would be your, that's a huge, huge takeaway, obviously. What would you say, Chad? I don't know. I mean, I, I really am fond of where does the time go on, mm -hmm. on the record. And that was also written with Josh Keir um, wow. on that record. But where does the time go for me? I don't know. I, I'm very, I, I have like this soul spiritual piece to, to me that, that like, I don't know, that song, I feel like uh, definitely we definitely wrote it when I was feeling these things. Oh wait, we wrote it when you were moving out with Lena to your own apartment. It was the first time. So me and Ian were roommates after college, and like for years after college. And then and then once he met Lena, and they uh, they were <clears throat> their their relationship was progressing. They moved out, or Ian moved out of the apartment that we were in together. It was a new chapter for our relationship. Yeah, and that's... and that's where where does time go came from, because like we were in boxes, like the apartment was in boxes, and I just remember playing or or, or like having that idea come and like, I don't know. For me, it just that that speaks to like a spirituality or or lands on like a spiritual spirituality that like I think also this new record does too that i think resonates a whole lot with me how does mm -hmm. it how does it land on the spirituality what the new record no where does the time go oh i just i mean just in general i mean where does the time go it's like i don't know just in the vibe of it it just feels very introspective very uh but also like 
what is this? Is it has it, like the meaning of life? You know, that it's yeah. Like, we we write we write a lot about we I mean we have a habit of writing about like big, like big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Wow. And well, you've had a, a few years between that record and the and the one that's coming out in what if you, in next Friday, right? Next week. Yeah. Um, you you put out some singles there. Was there like what? Was there a reason behind the the gap in the in the records? There were a lot of reasons. Uh, we um we made a record when we were <clears throat> when we were with Epic. A third record. Yeah, we made a mm-hmm. third record. Um, we put we started putting out some music. We'd like one or two songs. We just yeah. started, and then we ended up leaving in like mutually like totally in a friendly way we left we left the label mm-hmm. um before that album before the came album out. came out so that took a while and then and then we we got on we were signed to an indie label called s-curve Records. okay i know S-curve. Yeah, with dmg and um we ended up you and know we created another album or like kind them. of like a hybrid mm-hmm of the old record and the new record. And then we did follow me with Christina. We put out follow me and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> um, and during this time, the S curve, S they left BMG. Yeah. Um, or like they folded or we, I don't know what happened, but, mm-hmm. um, we left S curve. So oh, wow. a long time and our music sure. like held up and we were just like sitting around waiting. And then we signed with a. Uh, uh, now we're like truly independent. We're with a distribution company called Ingroves. That's amazing. Yeah. And, wow. And, and I think I think we just wanted to. And I mean, the pandemic sort of forced us to like, like live in this world, live in this sort of a box, uh, but live in this world, uh, and and write and record in this in this thing. I don't know incubation. I don't know what, how you want to call it, but like I feel like. I, I'm really proud of this new record because it sounds like a cohesive thing. It sounds, I think, I think it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because it was sort of written and recorded a lot during this pandemic time. Yeah. Oh, it was. That, I was going to ask you about that. So a lot of these songs were written, recorded during the past year and a half. Like right before the pandemic and then mm-hmm. during the pandemic. So yeah, Fall On Me came out before the pandemic and then, but then, it, but then the pandemic hit a few months after following these. And we just kept writing and trying to record like at the pace of a snail because everyone's remote. And, but we, but we kept, we kept going until, until like literally like we needed to submit a record and because it needed to come out. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it's been a long process. Uh, so it's kind of surreal that it's, that we're here and yeah, it really is. That's cool. I love the record. I love how you said it's kind of a cohesive piece because you can, it's an album that you put on, you listen to the thing all the way through. It's not a, like a lot of artists now, it's just like putting a single out and then waiting on the single. And then it's like, I'm going to put another single out. It's kind of that game. But with this album, it's like, it it kills all the whole way through. And it just, it does have that cohesive piece to it. Thanks. Yeah. It's a lot of the same group of, um, of people working on every song. Mm-hmm. Um, different capacities and different roles um but it's really like all the same family of musicians and friends mm-hmm. and uh a lot of it's scored uh, like the strings are done by um rob moose um who's uh, he's brilliant he's a part of y music and 
I feel like his his arrangements kind of really help tie the record together because he's on, I want to say like at least half of the record um, are his arrangements. Uh, wow. So it definitely fits in the world. It's um, our first record was very all over the place. Like we had a song, everyone is gay and mm-hmm. say something like on the same record and you couldn't have like two like opposite. Opposites, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this record is, you know, not not so much that it's kind of it's kind of a similar tone throughout. Sure. I didn't realize until today, actually, that Boys in the Street was a cover song. And I listened to that, your version. I haven't even went back and listened to the original version. But when I was listening to it, I was like, gosh, this is such a heavy song. And the yeah. way you guys do it is incredible. And then you get to the last verse and it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> like, Yo, that song is incredible. That was written by a friend of ours. His name's Greg Holden. And like we were on tour with Greg and Greg was playing that song and, and I, I was listening to it for the first time side stage and just like for the like broke down i've never broke down like crying at, at a song like that and it, it just resonated so deeply i was like we have to cover this i knew i just knew then we had to cover that song yeah it's heavy i mean i can't i could totally see that because just yeah. listening to it in my car i was like oh my gosh like this is gonna hit home to so many people yeah like, I'm so glad <laughs> you were saying that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, no, it's in the, like I said, I haven't heard the other version. I thought you guys did it. I mean, it's so good. Um, and I love the, the, the song glowing that you did on, what was it live with Ryan and Kelly? Yeah. Tell me about that. What was that performance like? The performance was, it went really well. I mean, it was a little scary cause we hadn't performed in a while and, <laughs> and also, um, because of COVID restrictions, they only allowed three people on stage. So we're very exposed, and we're well. Not yeah, it's a, you and a violin. The two of you and a violinist. Yeah. yeah, and we're very out of practice, and there was very like it was a very like, exposing <laughs> performance. So I thought it went really well. Um, I thought so. I thought you guys sounded great. Thanks. Uh, the, on the record, the song is like so orchestral and so big. Mm-hmm. Um, and. We wrote that song with our friend Bess Rogers, and it's actually interesting uh, because she had a song on an old record, um, and um, we were like real fans of her music. So, like, it, you know, we're writing this new song, and like, we accidentally sing one of this melody that she had, um, and it's from uh, it's from a song called "Standing Tall," mm-hmm. and. We're like, no, we can't use that. That's Bess's song. So we're like, let's let's continue to write something else. And we just couldn't. We just fell in love with like this, like her melody and some of her lyrics and like this new song that we were writing. So then we like we called her. We're like, hey, Bess, like, this isn't gonna sound really weird, but are you open to writing a song with us, but using parts of another song of that yours? You already, that you already wrote, yeah. <laughs> and and she totally was. And we made this like really like really beautiful song and for me it was like when my kid was born um i would sing it like as a lullaby to him um and but i was really like singing it to myself too because i was you know like i was it's scary bringing a kid into the world and sure. um, and like also like i have like my own mental stuff that I, like I'm, de- I'm like i'm dealing with like with like ocd and like stuff like that so mm-hmm. it was kind of like it was really like therapeutic for me to like write that song and, and sing it and just really important song um, for us. So love how it came out mm-hmm. and 
um yeah i always imagine this like this like storm coming through and this like group this like family huddled together with like a love shield around them like deflecting the storm and um so we tried to capture those visuals in the recording I love it. It's yeah, it's a great song. And the performance was amazing. You said that you hadn't performed together in a while or was it just in, on, in front of people? Uh, we just haven't performed together. Yeah. I feel wow. like, like, since the pandemic started. Yeah. We did a couple of zoom things like, but we were so out of practice and like also felt like we feel like different people. And so it's like finding ourselves as artists again. Um, mm -hmm. That makes any sense. No, it totally does. Have, do you have a chance, aside from those Zoom things, do you have anything coming up as far as live performances to support the record? Yeah, we're just talking about it. I mean, it's it's like it's hard in the COVID world and sure. Um, but, you know, um, New York has like these new um, these new policies with vaccinations and um, um, we're, we're talking about potentially doing a show um, pretty soon. So that's exciting. Uh, yes, yes, there will be. There will be. Sure. That is awesome. What are you most excited to, for people to hear on the new record? I know what I'm going to say. I think I'm going to hear it too. But go ahead, because I'm probably going to say it too. I'm going to say a song, <laughs> a song called Can We Go Back Home? Yeah, me too. I love that song. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Thanks. It's, I feel like it's one of my favorite things we've ever recorded. And um, I feel, I feel really connected to to something bigger when I sing it. And I don't know, it just feels really like a really, like a powerful one for me. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it, it's it's like not like, it's like, it's, it's like a little, it's a little, you know, it's a little out there. Like it's, it's like, um, you need to have patience with it when you listen to it. I mean, not out there, but it's just like, it's kind of got like a slow, like a yeah, slow, slow build. And then it gets slow. really epic at the end. Yeah, you got You have to hang out with it. And and I also feel like because of this pandemic we've all been through, it, like I feel like we're all in a place where we are open to listening to something like this. Like I feel like it's timely. I feel like there's a time that this that this can can really resonate. And I I believe that now is is that time because of what we've all been through. I mean, I, I hope, hoping. I hope, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, it's like hard and like, like, I mean, it's easy and hard in a world where like you only have 15 seconds and you have to capture people's attention or, or, or they're onto the next thing, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, so I think with a lot of our music, you definitely need to slow down, um, to listen to it. Um, and we hope people enjoy it and connect to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like that song, like you said, it, it's it's a, like what about five minutes long, right? Yeah, and it has like the slow build, and then at the end, it's just like it's huge. It it's I I really enjoy it. I also really like the song "Here Without You." Wow, cool. We wrote that's awesome. We wrote that with Josh Keir too. We love writing with Josh Keir. <laughs> that's a great song. That cool. was like one of the most stand. I when I was like the whole, like I said, the whole record's rad, but. I went back and I was like, what, what was that one? Oh, number six. Okay. I got to remember that. Like, that's a great, I want to ask him about that song. That's I think that, awesome. that, I think that's like one of our probably most like pop leaning yeah. tracks on the, on the record. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I feel like that's just a well-crafted pop song. Um, kind of, kind of more like typical like structure. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I think it's I think it's a great song. My wife loves that song. It's like one of her favorite songs on the record. Too. <laughs> it's that de- yeah, it's it's definitely more upbeat than some of the other songs on the album. Yeah, the, like most of the record is not that upbeat. <laughs> not upbeat, but it's got like a it's got like some some it's got it's got a beat behind it, you know. Sure. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty depressing yeah. song still. But, uh. <laughs> well, I think the record's rad. Um it comes out on the, the 27th coming up next Friday. That's pretty yeah. exciting. Are you guys doing anything to celebrate the album? We're doing a, um, a like a Zoom album listening party with our fans. Oh, cool. And then on the day of the show, we're, we're talking about doing some some surprise little performance in the city somewhere. Um, so we're still working on that the details on that. And other than that... Yeah, I don't know. We've we've been releasing. It's been really cool because we've, we've been releasing songs every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, and like it's been really cool to see like that people are still with us. Like even like like today we released a new song, the a song called Mama. Mama. Mm-hmm. And like it's 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 really awesome to feel like our fans still they like even like, they still the, like us. They still like. <laughs> each song that is coming and that's i'm really it's making me more excited about the record yeah because like it's it's so it's so um it's so crazy to share it you know like it's like the whole other part of it it's we've we've at at first we write we write and make the music for us and we're we're so in our own little bubble and for years this has been and um and now the other part of it is just putting out there putting it out there in the world and um letting the songs do their own thing and connect to people and take us where they want us to take us if they want us to take us anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's a different mindset for both of us right now. I love it. And thank you both so much for, for talking with me today. I appreciate it. And Chad, you guys have been great. Oh man. Thanks for talking thank to us. You. This- yeah. I have one more question for you both. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. <clears throat> yeah. I would say, I would say as long as you are staying true to like your, your heart, your soul, the feeling of like, this feels like me, then like, there's not going to be a wrong way to go about this thing and about writing, about like being a part of the music industry, whatever it is, as long as you're staying true to like who you are and like that piece i think there's there's no wrong way to go that would be my advice um so like yeah that, i don't know if you have anything to i like that i i would say that that it's like really easy to compare yourself to like other people or like look at what other people are doing like i want to do that want to do that which is awesome but also know that everyone can do their own thing that no one else can do so, so no one can do what you can do. Um, and really lean into that. Like, like, like you have your own voice and your own and, and music will, or art will run through you in its own unique way and that no one else can do. Um, so, so don't forget that and, and lean into that and, and, and celebrate that. And, um, yeah. To add to that, like, I feel like, like, no one can write an A Great Big World song like me and Ian. 
You know what I mean? I would just feel like we landed on like, okay, an, this is how to write an a great big world song. I, that, I, that's how I feel. So it's yeah, like, like, what is what is your sound? What is what are you? And like, it'll never, we'll never be able to do what what anyone else does. anyone else does. Like like artists that we look up to, being like, I wish we did that. Damn, like we'll never be able to do that. Yeah. Like it's like so easy to do that and, and that's like, okay and like why don't i just give up now because that's like you know like it's so easy to like your mind gets in the way um but that's totally okay because just focus on what you do and um and celebrate uh, you know your uniqueness and, um yeah